Hello, and you're listening to The Seventh Reel. This week, 1966's Daisies, directed by Vera Chitilova, and 2009's I Killed My Mother, directed by Xavier Dolan. Michelle, you were responsible for picking the two films this week and comparing them. Mm-hmm. Why? I don't know. I just, some, for some reason, they, they stick together in my head. Because, like, they're both kind of, like, creative. One, like, Daisies is a hell of a lot more mm-hmm. sort of experimental. But, like, I Kill My Mother has, like, little bursts of it. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, they go together in my head. Mm. So, well, there we go. I'm glad you picked them. I thought they were both really excellent movies. But Yusuf, you said that you had one in particular that you favor a lot more. Yeah. I'm very interested in finding out which one it okay. is. Okay, well, I I like Daisies a lot more. I don't know. What, what about you? It is. Okay. It is. <laughs> I agree. I agree. I liked it a whole... I, I thought it was amazing. Yeah. Um, I couldn't believe it came out in 1966. It's so cool. Yeah. Um, you know what it reminded me of the most? Yeah. Broad City. Oh, really? <laughs> that's that's yeah. interesting. Yeah, actually, that's a good point. Because I just thought about like these two girls, they, they, like the idea of like what's the word where where you're so into like seeking pleasure, hedonism, hedonism. the hedonistic like drive they have, and in terms of like rebelling against like a world that's equally shitty, I was like, oh, it's kind of like an artsy version of that. It re- um, reminded me of uh, that Agnes Verda Varda movie, uh, Lions Love and Lies. That one, mm-hmm. but a good version of that. I hated that movie. I thought it was just <laughs> a self-indulgent like kind of. Bullshit. Well, speaking of self-indulgent, uh, 2009's "I Killed My Mother" is uh, Xavier. D- I'm sorry. That's that's that's. <laughs> I kind of. I still liked it. I still you know, liked it. You know, I'm it's sorry. so funny. Like the it. entire movie, I was like, "Oh, they're in France. They're in France. They're in France." And I was like, "Oh no, they're in <laughs> that's Quebec." That's what I kept thinking. <laughs> they're in Quebec. <laughs> that was uh, that was a, a movie yeah. He's like when they would say, oh, "I'm going to BC." Like, wait, what? Yeah, yeah. I was literally like, "Okay, I, I guess she's traveling away." literally in the credits when it said like uh, come back with that blah 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 film <laughs> i was like okay all right, see. yeah right he's canadian um this is the director's first film that he made at the age of 20 it feels and he wrote the script apparently like, it feels like yeah. it and he wrote the script when he was 16 mm. and does that not explain uh. Everything, yeah, he wrote this. Yeah, he wrote the original script when he was the age of the protagonist, and a lot of this, I think, like it's um fifty percent of the movie is just him yelling at his mom, yeah. Which I, which I get, is like the point of the movie is like the real like the, their relationship, but um. Well, it's semi autobiographical. Uh huh. Mm. So no. He's not. Well, it's like his film Mommy is like the same. Yes, his uh, follow up film in like twenty thirteen, I think. Sixteen. Was it 2016? I thought it was 2013. What's his mommy like, big was, hit? Is mommy his like big? Uh, yeah, Tom. Uh, he made a splash with this already. Mm-hmm. It won three awards. I can. So <laughs> here we go. Tom at the farm. His follow up was also like a big, 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 big splash. He directed Adele's Hello video. Did he? No <laughs> That's so funny. I think his personal like I seen um, mommy, which mm-hmm. is basically a better version, a more I think uh, cohesive and concentrated like effort. This because it's also about like a very troubled youth's relationship with his mother. Only it's I think it's explored with a lot less. You, Michelle, you said anger. Mm-hmm. Like when you. 
Yeah, I mean, his anger in that, in Mommy, is more like an anger issue. This is just like anger at his mom. Mm. Yeah, for seemingly very petty reasons, in my opinion. I don't know, what did you think, Yusuf? I mean, I thought he was kind of justified in certain things, but he wrote the film, so (laughs) you can't really (laughs) really judge it by that. (laughs) But I don't know, I, uh, I hated the kid. I thought he was, uh, yeah, he was more being just like childish. Like he, he expects like one day of doing the dishes and uh, doing laundry to be like, okay, now I fixed everything. Why aren't you uh, confident in my abilities? <laughs> that that pissed me off. But visually, I thought it was kind of fun interlude that like quick cuts to the, you know, her in the tanning salon, stuff like that. That was fun. Yes, mm-hmm. that stuff is good. And the smashing the plates and all of that. But and the paint stuff was good. Yeah, like that's mostly what I remember. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, not before, because the rest of the movie is just him yelling at his mom. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I didn't love um, the uh, explanations to the camera stuff. That was yeah, uh, was mm-hmm. kind of annoying. But you know, otherwise it was uh, it's uh, it's impressive by a twenty yes, year old. Right, it's impressive, and he did everything right. He acted, directed. Um, yeah, I think so. yeah, and I think the most impressive part is that he managed to get really good, good performances out of the mom, the actress. I think that's like if anything, it's like a good showcase of him as a director mm-hmm. of working with other actors and getting good performances out. Like that's the most impressive element. Yeah. Also, that the actress can read like a sixteen-year-old script and like agree to do it, and I think that says to, it must say something to his like writing prowess that he manages to get people to come on like on board with the project. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out who his parents are. Oh, wait. Oh, his parent, his dad is a... Egyptian-Canadian singer. Songwriter, actor, comedian, and voice actor. Wait, who? So he's part Egyptian. Xavier Dolan. No, but who's the... the Who's the... He's on Manuel Manuel Tadros. Oh, I don't know who that is. Henny Manuel Tadros. He's Egyptian? Um, Wow, he really... Egyptian. Born in Cairo to a Christian family. Oh, I hate this guy. Makes me feel like such a loser now. No, 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 no. I have not heard of this guy, but I guess he's Assassin's Creed lineage. Okay, it's not like Arabic stuff. It's uh, it's not great stuff. Uh, it's, it's it's like he. I guess is he has parents like his, who was already kind of in the industry and that kind of helped him get his. But the film. Oh wait, this movie his directorial debut. This movie apparently is completely financed solely by him. Mm-hmm. How the hell does he have a bit of money as a twenty-year-old? He got a grant. Yeah, he got a grant. Of course. Cool. Yeah. So I thought I thought it's for for, for a first project and a, you know first effort. It's fairly impressive. I just didn't thought the story was. Um... He's so handsome. That's what oh that's what I was impressed yeah. by. I was like, wow, you're so handsome, and yet you're doing this. Why not just be <laughs> <laughs> an actor, handsome yeah, actor? Yeah, you could just coast. <laughs> I uh I remember seeing him in, in chapter two. Mm-hmm. Um, he was he showed up briefly in the beginning. I was like, oh, that's the guy. But speaking of a much more interesting movie that's worth talking about, let's talk about Daisies. Mm-hmm. I loved. What did you think? First init- initial thoughts uh, when you were uh, when you finished watching. Visually, it? it was like amazing, and I I wish more movies amazing, would yeah. uh, would do that. Like with the would just like embrace the uh, the madness of the medium. Like I was in a daze almost. Mm-hmm. I was like, whoa, whoa, yeah. what's going on? What's and I I didn't. It's also so funny. Yeah, 
that wasn't the highlight for me but uh speak on that like what, what did you find funny i thought like all the girls reactions and like i thought yeah that's, that's kind of what's funny i like the idea at what point at what point like two-thirds into the movie uh, they start questioning like what's going on in the movie it's like what's happening nothing's happening where are they paying attention to us anymore i thought that was uh, it was very tongue-in-cheek and it's in- i think i love how the movie is very invested in like like you said like the exploring the madness of the medium and throwing everything like it has at you and it's only like 80 minutes long it's not it's it's, yeah, it's such a short movie short. and they cram in so many cool ideas into it and it looks and it still feels like it could, it could be made yesterday the month the, the little montages that they do with like the, the plants like the, there's a there's a very strong attention to the texture the visual texture of the film that i thought was very incredibly impressive and also that they apparently these two actors never really did anything ever again i, I i'm so really? curious as to like how they made this and then the backstory behind this because it seems like something that doesn't seem like it could get made in 1966 uh, Czechoslovakia mm-hmm. but, yeah. it, but it did but it did <laughs> and it's awesome yeah sure I think there's a very you can, you can make the argument that there's a very strong political reading like especially with the how it bookends the, the film is bookended with war footage mm-hmm. right it starts yeah. out with the great bomb you see you see the bombing of I guess Czechoslovakia just terror of war but um, but then it's followed by 80 minutes of of madcap insanity and then to also be and, and, and then closes again with war footage i think it's a very to me it's like a statement as to like the nihilism that this new generation the younger generation feels coming out of world war ii and how much of that can be also like attributed to like the the conditions of living under being a so, uh, soviet uh, ussr satellite state which is i'm pretty sure what czechoslovakia was during that time i thought that was also very 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 interesting especially with the towards the end when they break into the feast mm-hmm. where they break fun. that's meant yeah that's it's so much fun and it's like men i guess for the state leaders it's all for and then they destroy it i don't know it's just it's so much there's so much to you i think that could be gleaned from it yeah what do you think michelle i don't know i think it's just a lot of fun mm-hmm. yeah and just very creative and like i don't there's nothing like that's even close to being like this it's mm-hmm. so like unique but yeah what do you think like there's an obvious connection between eating and sex because, you know, with them eating the eggs and then cutting up the sausages. Mm-hmm. As I said, I'm thinking, like, it's just pleasure, right? I think it's all melded into seeking pleasure. Yeah. But then the idea, I don't, I, I think it's interesting how the idea of going bad is also seek, is through seeking pleasure to extremes. Yeah. Shouldn't seeking pleasure itself be a good thing? Like, why is that their, their definition of turning bad? Yeah, but seeking pleasure has never been a good thing. It's not until, like, recently that, like, society is kind of going to, like, you should enjoy everything, enjoy your life. Mm-hmm. It's it looks like American ideology that, you know, you should enjoy your life. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like, excess and desire and pleasure is all, like, especially for women. frowned upon especially, in, like, yeah. all religions. And especially for women. It's even worse for women. Because I think the movie makes a big point to actively contrast that because there's sequences where they're, I guess they're talking to their landlady in the bathroom. Like there's the same older woman who shows mm-hmm. up and the older woman's always singing what I feel like based on the lyrics is a, a folk song. It's like based on like, you know, being either for your family, providing and traditional, like traditional values. And that's in high contrast to the rest of the movie, like to these girls who are trying to break free from all of that and then at the end trying to repair all of that which i find is the most interesting is that they regret their decisions and they realize they have to be saved but what kind of that, that, yeah i'm still a lot of it's still kind of i'm still trying to parse through all of it but yeah it's so much fun, it's so much fun to watch i i saw them as like you know those trickster mm-hmm. characters and like 
you know, Greek mythology or whatever. And Ooh, okay. uh, and then they get punished at the end of it. They like it's like too late for them to try to do the yeah. right thing. And uh, that 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 kind of was my reading, and I I just enjoyed it so much visually that I yes, it's yeah. so cool. Did you like it when they use the scissors and start cutting each other up? That was that was so much fun. Yeah, and I I loved the butterfly sequence. That was amazing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Really cool. But yeah, yeah. it's uh it's evokes. I think it's some, there's something about Czechoslovakian artists and filmmakers that they make these. They, they're very good at stop motion animation. Because there's another director that we watched. Uh, I forgot his name, but he did this uh, animated version of Alice in Wonderland. Mm. Well, but it, animated. It's stop it's, motion, it's stop motion mm. but it's technically animated. Well, it's, anim- but it's all using real world objects, and just like how the like the the stop motion stuff here is like using everyday things that you will see, and then like transforming them into something that's almost like alien. That was really really cool. Mm. Well, any more questions? No. Observations to add? We should uh, take a nope. break <laughs> and come back. Yeah. All right. And we're back! Now, on to my personal favorite segment. Let's rate this! Uh, we need a better title for that. <laughs> That's me yelling, let's rate this. Seven reels, everybody! Seven reels! Step right up! Michelle, why don't you, this is your pick. Why don't you go first? Um, probably like Daisy's five. <laughs> I killed my mother too. We can't just... Oh, okay, no, I'm, I'm not gonna give that. Alright, I'm gonna give... Based on just like how impressive I found it as, a, as like a directorial debut, I'm, I'm also gonna give a similar score. Daisy's, I'll give five because I thought it was amazing. But as like a, you know, a 20 year old, he did the, he did, he, Orson Welles was older when he made Citizen Kane. So, and this guy like put it all together. So I gave, give, so two stars, two reels to I Killed My I Mother. I want to do four and three. Four Daisies, three, Ooh. uh, I Killed My Mother. I honestly didn't like dislike it that much. I just liked Daisies way more. I thought it was like way more creative. Mm-hmm. So I, uh, but, but it was like a, a kind of a good movie. I, I still enjoyed it. All right. Now, what have we watched this week? Mm-hmm. Yusuf, what have you watched this week? I watched The Last Duel by Mm. Ridley Scott, written by Matt Damon and his friend Ben. It was... Who are they? Oh, the the writing partners. Uh, (laughs) It's it's kind of cool, but it doesn't do that much with the premise of the three different... No. I thought it would do more. It could have been way cooler. Yeah, I I was a little, like, Uh underwhelmed. I didn't like how many shots are just people riding horses arriving at some place. Did you notice yeah, that? Yeah, no, of like, course. Most yeah. of the movie. Yeah. I, was, <laughs> I, didn't enjoy that. I was like, okay, we know where they got, how they got there. I also <laughs> don't need to didn't show us again. Enjoy, I know it's like based on a true story and blah, blah, blah. But I didn't enjoy that it was like slight differences and that was the whole thing. Like the, his version of yeah. not raping her might as well have been the version of him raping her. Yeah. Exactly. That's my, that's my, <laughs> that, that was my biggest problem because I'm like, oh no, we're going to see it again. Yeah. Like the moment it happens, like it's already more than obvious what's really going on, even if it's from his perspective. And I was just dreading it. I was just like, oh no. Like the moment it starts happening, I was like, we're going to see it again. And that's going to, it's yeah. going to suck. And it does. And it does. 
and we don't really and i don't think it's compl- entirely necessary yeah so but but uh, having said that i i still like uh, watched it and wasn't mm-hmm. like you know bored or mm-hmm. anything it was it was a good time matt damon plays an absolute brute and i like him as that i thought he was pretty actually yeah pretty i liked him but i i loved ben affleck i loved his hair i loved all the terrible haircuts but i i especially liked the platinum blonde and the weird like careless <laughs> ben affleck yeah and his and I like how they don't really bother with accents, but he's still doing something. With yeah, his voice. it's so weird. Um, it's so it, it's really funny. It's really cool. The, the thing that I d- I didn't enjoy, and I'm surprised I didn't enjoy it at all. I was like, okay, well, if it's in France, you might as well just hire a bunch of French actors and make a French movie. Why are you like pretend? Why are they even speaking in British accents? Like it makes no sense. <laughs> They're American yeah. people pretending to be French and doing a British. Well, I don't. Accent. They don't even Matt Damon doesn't even do much of a british accent kind kind of he kind of like they all kind of half commit to it yeah they they do (laughs) something right they're not like they're not Mm -hmm. doing french accents but they're not just speaking i don't know um Mm. it was it wasn't bad i would say it's worth watching if you're bored matt damon knees a sword through a guy was great was that's my favorite part yeah that was awesome (laughs) it's whenever he's like brutalizing somebody like great the final scene was awesome it's pretty badass yeah Anyways, that's it. Michelle, have you watched anything? We watched Spencer. Oh, yeah. We watched Spencer. Oh, how was it? The, the Curse and Stuart Diana. It's okay. It's all right. Yeah. I don't think it's is like it, five. It's not a knockout. Five star knockout. But is knockout, it better but, than um, Jackie or kind of the same or not? I don't think it's better than Jackie. Okay. I think it's a little. I think Jackie is a little bit superior, actually. Yeah. Because it's all. Fo- um, this is hyper focused on like just a co- um, like three days within her life mm-hmm. where uh, she decides like it builds up, builds up to I guess her leaving Charles. But even then, it's not explicitly stated. Mm. Um, she, yeah. Is even then, it's like it doesn't fully commit to the historical like being a historical drama. It's more of a character study piece. But it's as a character piece, it's kind of repetitive like we know what's wrong with her and you know what she's going through within the first like 15 minutes of the movie and the rest of it is just like her reliving it over and over and over again mm-hmm. it just i mean in general it's just quite an unnecessary film like you, we have the crown that's dealing with like Di- diana there's like so many documentaries mm-hmm. there's a film from like 10 years ago like it's not needed mm-hmm. like it didn't need to be made at all i thought Kristen stewart was pretty good though she's good she probably will get an oscar nom I don't know if she'll win, but she probably will get one. Mm. Yeah. We also watched Spielberg's West Side Story, or as Twitter likes to put it now, Senor Spielberg's West Side Story, because 30% of this movie is in unsubtitled Spanish, which I think is a great is, is a great choice, um, because even though it's completely unsubtitled, you can almost entirely follow along with all what the characters are saying, just based on context, mm-hmm. and it's the most Spielberg thing he's ever done, like in terms of his visual aesthetic. You remember like the graininess of movies like Saving Private Ryan and Munich, mm-hmm. right? It's that it's that combined with like the colorfulness of something you see we see in his adventure films. It's all mashed together. I think it all it's all flows beautifully. The, he the way they he tries because like the original 1960s like 65 66 like film is exists and is still a classic. And he spends most of it trying to subvert your expectations on how you expect these numbers to start and go down. And the way he remixes the scenarios in which the characters start their songs is awesome. 
if you're familiar <laughs> with, with like the uh, source material. And the worst part is probably Ansel Elgord. He can sing, but I don't think he's that great of an actor. We should have got someone more for some for somebody who's supposed to play, play this like bur- like tough ex gang member. He he looks like a soft boy. Yeah, he's still he's got such a pudgy face. He's still he's got such a pudgy face. I I can't imagine him like being like roughing anybody up. <laughs> but yeah, I I thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed it. It's 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 worth seeing, even though it's a little bit long and uh, all most of the songs are pretty good except for one. So in the cinema, I had Arvin to the left singing away, and then the person chair in between also singing away in both of my ears. Oh my so that God. was a fun experience. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was elated. I was having so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> Such, I was losing my mind in the theater. Just based on like, oh my God, this is how he's going to do it? That's freaking awesome. Yeah. But if you, like, if you've seen the original, it's nothing, it's really nothing new here. It's the exact same story. The exact same things happen. Well, it's the same, same songs. It would have never been much <laughs> But there's some updates in terms of the visual. There is more political or social commentary going on here. Uh, and it's very, very much intentional on Spielberg's part. The way, you can just tell it from the very first shot of the movie that he's like, trying to make like a statement here. Whether it rings true or still feels relevant today, I think will vary depending on where you sit on your political compass. But I thought it was pretty tasteful, tastefully done. Although I don't think it's very impactful in terms of what it's trying to say. Yeah, cool. Which uh, brings us to our next segment. What are our recommendations? Yusuf, do you have one? Yeah, actually, okay. I I would suggest uh, watching uh, Lions uh, Love and Lies, even though I hate it. I think it's it's something that is worth watching just to see, like, you know, LA in the 60s and, uh, and kind of how indulgent some of this stuff can be. It's it's interesting. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. That's mm-hmm. My recommendation is the 1966 <laughs> Alice in Wonderland. Wait, is it, is, no, that's not, that's, it's not 1960. No, it's, it's the Czech one. I'm talking about the Czech mm-hmm. one. Oh, 1988. 1988. There we go. Directed by this guy whose name I can't pronounce. Young Svank Matcha. Um, it's awesome. It's just it's if you like the animation and date, like not animation, the stop motion stuff and the edits and the way it's edited and the texture of the uh, the visual texture of uh, Daisy's, you will love this because yeah, these 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 Czech directors don't play don't mess around and they're all very very creative. Um, so that would be my recommendation. Michelle, have you thought of something? I guess just mommy. <laughs> mommy, okay. It's the same. Yeah, so if you want to watch a better version of uh, I Killed My Mother, less cre- I'd less like visually created though. No, I would say like mommy poles is more like co- it's it's he's trying something. There's a very dis- the film is presented in a very distinct way, and it commits to it. It's for very different. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of the same story. It stars the same woman who plays the mom. She's also the I- mom in this one. And the teacher plays basically yeah. a teacher. Yeah, it's, it's so it's kind of a retread, but I think it's a better do over. So, yeah, okay. Yusuf, you are in charge of making mm-hmm. our film this week. We're uh, going to be watching A Woman Under the Influence and A Woman on the Verge of a Nervous Breakdown. So, uh, you know, it's going to be a good week. <laughs> like, watch. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I'm sure us two guys will have a lot to say. Yeah, I, I read uh, an article about, like, Cassavetes, about how someone was saying that maybe his drinking either, uh, like, you couldn't tell if his either his drinking was kind of uh, holding him back or was the reason uh, for his genius. And, uh, and it got me curious to, like, watch more of his work. And 
Yeah, and I, I've always wanted to see more uh, Pedro Almodovar movies. Almodovar, what's his? Yeah, Almodovar. Yeah. So, uh, so this, mm-hmm. so this is a chance to do that. I'm glad we're e- increasingly just fully delving into the art house territory. Yeah. <laughs> Why nope. not? Why not? Why not? I think. Um, don't worry. Niche. We'll bounce back with a uh, Fast and Furious 12. By the time it comes out, we'll do an episode on. Yeah, it. we should. Uh, we um, should. Did you just do one of these with Jens, like two Fast and Furious? Yeah. But, you know. Two Fast yeah, and Furious. The rest of them are terrible, though, so I'm not sure which one we can pick. All mm-hmm. right. Uh, thank you for joining us this week. Keep it real. Stay safe. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. The 730 is hosted by Arvin Huang, Michelle Hassel, and Yusuf El Bashir. Logo by Joe Conti. Our ad break music is composed by Yusuf Sui Lim. And our outro music is composed by Yahya El Bashir. Thanks for listening.